peoples of the worldwide federated internet, what's good? This is kind of a, I guess, a open mic day for me. There are some things that I've been looking at and through in my Bible today, but sometimes, and I've said this before, sometimes it's not things that I'm necessarily open to discuss right away because I haven't thought something through enough or there's something I don't understand going through my study. So, when those days happen, I just kind of back off, right? I'm not going to openly discuss something that I don't have at least a good grasp on. I think that's I think that's a wise idea. I don't want to just go openly discussing something biblically, not really understanding it, having limited to no understanding and discussing it just for the sake of discussing a Bible. Right? I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to feign myself as some ultra wise theologian i would like to be a a wise person when it comes to biblical ideas that's my goal but i don't i don't want to think more highly of myself than i ought to so like i said when i when i don't when i have a bible study day where it's like ah, i'm having a hard time wrapping my brain around some things ah, i back off and just discuss something else so I'm coming here today to discuss some of my thoughts on some societal issues, just some things. I seeing seeing things that's going on just worldwide, primarily in the United States. I can't speak for other countries. I don't know the dynamics of what goes on in some of these other countries, but just looking at what goes on with children in the United States, multiple conversations I've had over this week with some people I know personally and some things I've seen online, different conversations that come up. I, I'm going to tell you what I told my children and this may, might seem messed up to you, but it is what it is. So I'm divorced as most of you who listen to my, watch my videos and listen to the podcast know. I, I was not fortunate enough to be in a position financially to put my kids in private school or to homeschool my kids. If I could have done either one of those two things, I would have. And I will tell you the reason. I absolutely positively hate public school. I've even told my kids that I have one daughter left in high school and I'm actually thankful that she decided to do it all online. I've told all my kids public school is trash. It's a, it's a necessary evil. And when I say necessary evil, that's not to say that you can't make it without uh, um, a high school diploma. Many people have. We have a misplaced confidence in public education in the United States. Again, 
I can't speak for other countries. I don't know what goes on in other countries. What we view as being educated is, in my opinion, misguided. There, there is this idea that degree equals success. So I know, I know of a guy, I don't know him personally, but I know his business, um, where I lived in Florida, he owned a AC and heating company. And this guy was, he made a lot of money. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know this guy's bank account, but I saw his business everywhere, everywhere. He did quality work. People trusted his work. A lot of people used his business. I had a friend that worked for his company, a friend that worked in AC and heating. And according to what my friend told me, this guy was pretty well off. Again, don't know exactly how much the guy made, but he was he was doing good. High school dropout. Got his GED. Got his certificate, AC and heating, opened his own business. Now, does that mean that everyone who decides to drop out of high school is going to make it and survive? No, which is why I told my children this is a necessary evil. But this is what I always kept in mind. If one of my kids had decided now, Thankfully, we had a good enough relationship and they understood authority. I, I, you know, put that. I put the respect for authority and I taught the respect for authority from a young age. So when I told him, hey, look, get your high school diploma and whatever you decide to do after that, you do. Whether you decide to go to college or do anything else, that's up to you. And I'm glad that all of them so far have done that. And my youngest daughter is... um should be done in another two years, Lord willing. But why would I say all of that? I think we place too much confidence in these pieces of paper. This is what I think about, about college. I am not against college, but I don't think college is for everyone. I think somebody brought this up before in another... I watched a podcast yesterday where somebody brought this issue up, but this is something that I've actually said to my children. In my opinion, this is just my opinion. That doesn't mean that my opinion is absolute truth. You might think differently, and I'm open to that. It is my opinion that a person that is not 100% passionate about what they're seeking should not go to college. This is what I mean by that. If you're going to get an engineering degree just because oh, I heard it'll make money, I don't think you should go. I don't think you should do it. If you're going to school for a business degree just because, oh, I heard it's an easy degree and I can get a good job afterward, I don't think you should do it. If you if you if you graduate high school and you decide, you know what? Man, it's always really interested me to merchant marines. Like, I want to do that. Do it. It's something that interested you. So you, you might you might be more apt to take the job seriously, to actually put in maximum effort because it's something you were legitimately interested in. Do it. One of the, again, Every case is different. And I think with education, the problem that we 
that we have is because of the way education is set up in the United States, it's cookie cutter. Everybody goes the same way. Everybody is expected to take the same exact path. Everybody's expected to learn at the same rate and everybody's expected to have the same passion. There's a, there's a guy that I, that I listen to as far as news, um, Tim pool on YouTube. He is a center left, but his news reporting is extremely accurate. And I appreciate that. He does offer his opinion and his opinions have changed and evolved over time. But his opinion, you always know when he's offering his opinion and when he's offering just straight facts. And I appreciate that. He's not trying to skew the facts to get you to think one thing or the next. And he's really adamant about that. And I appreciate that. Right. So why do I say that? Tim, uh, Tim Poole often talks about dropping out of high school. And I, and I got some more info about that from a podcast he did. Um, I think like two or three or two days ago, I think if I, if I understand correctly, he dropped out of high school and his parents put him in some kind of homeschool. Um, it was some kind of online learning. I can't remember exactly what it was. He didn't finish that all the way. So he, as far as I know, he's, he never got his GED, but Tim Poole has started his own business, you know, a, a media business, very successful, very good at what he does because he's passionate about what he does. Now, why did I offer the caveat before I started about everybody taking the same path? Because I would hate for a kid, a teenager, adolescent to hear this and think to themselves, oh, that's it. I don't need high school. Mom and dad, you heard what he said. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is everyone's path is different. To me, parents are the best people to make an assessment of what a child is good at. So I'll tell you what I did with my children. And I'm not saying that my way is the way it worked for me thus far. My kids are not perfect. They're not little angels by no means. They've made me pull my hair out as you, as you guys, guys can see who watch my videos. So my kids are no angels, but this is one thing that I did. And I definitely see the positive effects of this. I made sure as my kids were growing up, I paid attention to their interests. I paid attention to the things that they gave their, that, or that they give their, their, um, their attention to a little more. And because of that, what I was able to do is I encouraged them little nudges here and there, little suggestions here and there towards certain things, paying attention to their interests. All of them are different. They're not the same. All of my kids are on unique paths. Those unique paths are, are, are based on their personalities, their individual traits, and their individual interests. I think what's done too often is we make college the end all. And I honestly believe 
that that is a huge mistake. College should never be the end all be all for all people. You have people who go to college, get degrees in whatever, and they wind up working some nominal job that has absolutely nothing to do with their degree. Now, I understand that sometimes you get a degree, the market for whatever your degree is in may be saturated. So you might not be able to necessarily get a degree in that field, you know, right out the gate. But I think also a lot of that, in my opinion, just my observation, like I said, this is my opinion. I'm not saying that this, I'm not saying that my opinion is law. It's just my observation. I'm one guy. Guy would have thought, like I always say, people who get degrees, exit college and, and get jobs that have absolutely nothing to do with their degrees are in one of two categories. Sometimes these people were actually interested in what they got their degree in. After they got their degree, their interests change. We're human beings, fickle people. That's what happens. Your interests might change from one day to the next. Something you were extremely interested in when you were a kid might change. When I was a kid, me and my cousin Andrew, we used to draw. Um, we had our own comic book characters and stories. We wanted to start our own comic book company. At the same time, I got interested in electronics. I went to Votech while I was in high school. It was part of my high school. Electronics kind of took over. I'm still in the comic books. I still read comic books, still collect them. But electronics kind of took over, and that's how I got into tech. Right? So I've, I've been in the technical field for 22 years now. I could have easily started a comic book company. I, I said all that to say sometimes, sometimes your interests, you have multiple interests and one does take over. That happens, right? So that's one category. But there's another category of people who go to college and get out and don't find a job in the field that they went to college for. And I believe that category is people who got a degree just because they thought, well, if I get this degree, I'll be able to get a job in this field. That's not always the case. It's there's, there's some degrees that you are more likely to get a job in that field, right? Like tech degrees, the tech industry is booming and I don't necessarily see that changing. So if you go to, if you go to college for engineering degree, I'm not saying you're going to make a boatload of money, right? But it's it's very likely you'll get a job in engineering. If you go to school for programming, um, any kind of IT uh, degree, it's highly likely you're going to find a job in those fields. It's it's right for the picking. Look, I, I tell everybody who's interested in going to college just to go to college, this is my advice. If you're going to go just because you feel like you have to, I would go for engineering, uh, whether it be like a double E or computer engineering. Just my opinion that I'm not saying that my opinion is law. That's just my opinion. I've been in a tech field for 22 years. I've seen the way the wind has blown. The tech field is not going away. It is in the 22 years I've been in a tech field. I've only seen it grow and be bolstered more and more. 
Just telling you. Just letting you know. But other than that, there's many degrees people get that that don't serve them well because they're not passionate about it. Example, let's say a person is extremely passionate about history. What's going to happen is that person, not always, I'm not saying, because I know some people are going to hear this and go, I know a person who was passionate about this. They got this degree and they didn't do X, Y, and Z. I'm not saying that, that my opinion is flawless. I'm just saying what I've seen on average, right? This is, this is anecdotal. I fully admit what I'm telling you is anecdotal. What I've seen on average is people who are passionate about something like history, a person like that is inclined to do one of two things. They, they graduate. They either become a history teacher because they actually love history and they want other people to love history. And I appreciate that. We do need more teachers that actually love the subject they're teaching. We need that. One of the best math teachers I ever had, I cannot remember his name. I actually have my high school transcript so I can actually go dig it up and find his name. This man changed what I thought about math. I don't love math, but I could tell that that he actually had a legitimate interest in teaching math and that really affected my learning ability in the class. For me, it changed everything. There's several things about that class. I might get into that, you know, another podcast, another time. But I honestly believe that some people, if if they if they went, okay, so I was saying is you go to college because you got a passion, right? Like you become a teacher, you love teaching, right? I had an English, okay, so there's another one. I had an English teacher, Dr. Walker. He passed away before I graduated high school. Anybody that went to Transit Tech High School in Brook in East New York, Brooklyn, from how long did Dr. Walker teach English? Um, and let's see, I got to high school in 93. I know I'm dating myself, 93. So I think he was there before I got there. So Dr. Walker might have been teaching from around 1990, let's say, to... When did he pass away? Like 96, 95 or 96, somewhere in that time, like right before I graduated, I want to say. That man was a college professor that taught high school English. One of the classes, I can't remember, I can't remember when, but I want to say if I remember correctly, he kind of talked about that. And the reason he did it, and he's teaching in the hood, right? Is because he, his class, he had such a passion for English that it was infectious. Like I was at this point, I was already an information junkie, right? I started by reading comic books, which, which jumped into sci-fi and this is before the internet. So I would have to go to the library just to look up random information. Like kids now, they don't understand. Like for for me, an information junkie coming from the era of no internet to now, I love this. I love this. Like some people view the internet as the scourge of the earth and evil. I view it the exact opposite. Never has information been so readily available at your fingertips. I'm like a kid in a candy store. 
when I want to look something up and I have so many different resources, I love it. Y'all just don't understand I'm completely and <laughs> completely in love with being able to look up random things. But Dr. Walker loved English so much that his love for English was infectious. He is, I would say he's one of the reasons that I actually got in, got interested in at the time. I didn't fully delve in at that time, but he's one of the reasons why I got interested in the, the, the details and the specifics of literary arts, right? Started paying more attention to Greek philosophers and Shakespeare, even though I will admit I'm not a huge fan of Shakespeare. I think Edgar Allan Poe, a much better writer, just my opinion. I know I'm going to get roasted for that. It is what it is. I understand. I get it. Never been a fan of Shakespeare. Just not my thing. But Dr. Walker's love for the literary arts was so infectious that when we read Shakespeare in his class, he I was into it. This is why did I say all that? Because that's the difference between an English teacher that let's say they have a degree in English for whatever reason. They went to school just because they thought they needed a degree in their teaching just because they couldn't find anything else. And the classes are boring. It's hard for you to learn. Why is it hard for you to learn? I think some sometimes it's hard for kids to learn. And I don't think it's necessarily the fault of the children. I think the teachers actually suck. I said it. It is what it is. I don't know the percentage, but I would venture to say that most teachers in public schools suck. And this is the reason I say that again, completely anecdotal. I can count on one hand the amount of teachers from from K through 12th grade that actually made learning infectious. Dr. Walker. My shop teacher, and I think that's primarily because I've kind of fell in love with electronics, so it had more to do with my love for electronics and less to do with the teacher. The math teacher that I had, I want to say that was my 11th grade year, and Dr. Walker. I don't know if I mentioned, I think I mentioned his name already. So physics, my shop class, uh, Dr. Walker in that math class. That is K through 12. Those are the four teachers that I even remotely thought were actually interested and their classes were actually good. Physics was a hard class. When I took physics, it was hard, but I remember the physics teacher. I want to say he was West Indian. I can't remember his name. I'd have to look at my transcripts again to, to remember. And I didn't do particularly well in the class, but my experience was great. Right. It was a hard class for me, but I love the class. How is it that a hard class and I'm talking it was for me, I'm not a genius like most people. I don't pick up on stuff easily. Right. Most for most people, this might have been easy. Why was that class so interesting and fun as hard as it was? The passion of the man teaching. Why would I say all that? The reason I think. America as a whole is struggling in some areas is because we have a bunch of people 
getting degrees and doing things that they don't have the passion for. Why, why don't we have more people and it, it, the numbers might be different now, right? Like, so, so I don't know the numbers specifically, but I know for a long time, the, the different vocations throughout the United States, whether it be plumbing, AC and heating, um, I think automotive repair might be saturated, but I could be mistaken. Um, electricians, carpenters, right? Uh, people who work construction, things like that, like welding. I remember I, I took my sons, uh, the, there was a college fair. This was years ago. So I took my two sons. We went to the college fair because they were getting to that age where they start. They needed to start, you know, thinking about what they wanted to do with life. But at the college fair, there was a guy there from the welding course. Now he had a check. There was a big, huge check sitting in front of his, um, his little booth table that he had set up and the check was for like $80,000. Now, automatically when I saw the check, I knew what it was. And I put two and two together immediately. So I specifically walked over there with my sons because I wanted them to see something. So my son was like, immediately, you know, kids see a check like that. Well, what is this? So the, the guy from the welding course, he was like, well, one of my students who graduated, I think it was like a year ago or so, uh, I was a female. He was like, this was her first welding job. This is what she got for, I want to say it was like six months of work. It was like an $80,000 check, six months of work. And it was some, the, the work she was doing wasn't easy. I, it was welding in a shipyard. I don't think it was like underwater welding or anything like that, but it might've been. Don't quote me on that. I can't remember, but what my son saw was, yo, so they started asking questions and he started telling them, you know, it's a, it was like a year and a half long program, the welding course. It, it didn't really cost a whole bunch. And my son was looking like, wait, $80,000 in six months. If I was single, I could work for a couple of months, go vacation for a couple of months, then go do another job for a couple of months. I was like, yeah, you could. What I was exposing my sons to is not every path is the same. You don't have to do the same exact thing that everyone does to succeed. And success is not just money. That's another thing I explained to my kids. We, everybody has in their own estimation, a, a, a different estimation of success for some people to have a big house a lot of money, all the cars, jewelry and all that. To some people, that's success. To some people, freedom is success. Somebody like Tim Pool that I brought up, I, I believe I, I can assess from watching his videos and hearing the different things that he said to him, his freedom is success. Whether he has a bunch of money or not, as a matter of fact, he said the money is not the motivator. His freedom and being able to make his own decisions is the motivator. For some people, Success is, yo, I want to work for a certain company. It's always been my dream. That's their measure of success. What we need to stop doing is stop making this cookie cutter measure of success for everyone. And this is why public education sucks completely and wholeheartedly. It is terrible. 
public education, in my opinion, is nothing more than indoctrination camps. They're not there to foster in your children a desire to learn. They're not there to foster in, in your children a desire to, you know, figure out what they want to do with life. They're there to get your children to think in line with everyone else. Because I wasn't able, I wasn't in a position due to my own folly. It's nobody else's fault. This is my responsibility. I wasn't able to homeschool my children or put my children in a private school. I talked to my children a lot. We talked about everything we could possibly talk about. If you talk to any one of my children, their mentalities are completely different. They're individuals. That's the way it should be. But to me, what public school does, and in my opinion, it's our jobs as parents to pay attention to. Again, these are just my open thoughts. These are anecdotal. I'm not saying that my opinion is law. You might disagree and I could be wrong. But in my estimation, public schools rob individuality. And they teach groupthink. Maybe I'm wrong. That's just my assessment. I have huge problems with public education in the United States. I think personally it should be done away with. It's my personal opinion. I think we need to take a different approach to education, but I'm a guy with a thought. My thoughts are not always right. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.